Give your puppy the best foundation for a healthy life with Royal Canin's stage-based puppy growth program. Your puppy has unique needs at each stage of development. Support them with the right nutrition so they can grow into a strong, healthy dog. Just like the magnificent dogs who compete at the AKC National Championships sponsored by Royal Canin. Tune in to the action on ABC January 1st. We can let in Bill WD-40 to come on in and lube us up on the Spreaker chat. All right, moving on. Here's Zenzabil. Good to see you, sweetly morbid bear. Eva and Deb from SAC. Welcome all. David Rice, welcome. Hey, TMI Kevin, good to have you here. Corey uh, Cole, thanks for joining us. The lovely Kira, thank you for coming on in. Hi, Kevin Parkinson. Welcome to SOR Chat. Linda Jacques, welcome to SOR Chat as well. Lots of you coming over from Geraldine's live feed. That is awesome. Phil the Stalker, baby boy, good to have you both here. Jorgen Johansson. He's starting in goal tonight, number 35 on his uniform. Yeah, he has a 1.98 goals against average right now. All right, uh, moving on. Pam Smith. Gizzard Nuts, how you doing over there on Twitch? Good to see you, buddy. And uh, we're almost caught up here. Almost. We're like 30 seconds away. Greenfield Drone, welcome to SOR Chat. And, uh, yeah, my beard is uh, looking nice tonight. It is. Uh, I'll be honest. Chris Nice to see you here. Search and destroy. Good to have you here. Geraldine Orozco coming up in 10 seconds. Super chat is open. And you can do some shopping at our Spaced Out Radio store on our website. But for now, my friends, let's get the horns up. Let's rock. mountains of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live and kpnl all of our archives are free join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do me the favor hit that subscribe button you can follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and on tiktok at spaced out radio our website spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you rock out to bumblefoot read shirky poo's newswire check out our swag as well tonight's show is brought to you by chive charities help make the world 10 percent happier by visiting chive charities today you can find them on our website a great show lined up for you tonight for the final time of 2022. Geraldina Roscoe is here for the spiritual you, and I can guarantee you her hair looks immaculate tonight. Immaculate. Same as her smile. Yes. Yes, uh, Geraldine, one of my favorite people in this entire business. Then, in hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp for another story from Swamp Dweller. And Big Tex. Big Tex is here for the Cryptid Report. Shirky Poo will have the news a little bit later. All right, let's get right to it. Our good friend Geraldina Roscoe comes in near uh, the beginning of each month for the Spiritual You. It's where we put away a lot of our woo and get more into our zen and our chi 
and our aliens. Geraldine is the owner of Bay Area Meditation in San Francisco, California. Back in 2013, she had a life-changing contact experience, which resulted in the activation of her own psychic abilities. Back in 2017, she underwent several hypnotic regressions with vetted therapists, which turned out that she was also an abductee and participated in human hybridization programs. Her life now is dedicated to the dissemination of knowledge and hybridization programs and the correction of the commonly held dogma of the human genetic timeline, historical record, and human structure. Her website, GeraldineRosco.com. Let's bring Geraldine in right now. Geraldine, my beautiful friend, it is always a good time to have you on Spaced Out Radio. Thank you so much, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here once again, as always. Um, and I'm so happy to see everybody here in the chat. Um, how has how have you been? How has your November been? Well, my November, I became a grandfather. Yes, I saw I, that. Congratulations. Yes, he is very cute. His name is Jasper. And, oh. and I'm going to be honest with you. He already has grandpa, like, wrapped around his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be oh, on, uh, Geraldine. So I'm going to be real honest here. He wasn't even five days old, and I went out and bought him hockey skates. I did. Oh, I did. I couldn't help I'm it. I'm so excited I, to hear that. I could I could not help it. And uh, but you know what? He's doing well. My daughter is doing well, and uh, you know, um, good. Every everything is just going good. And and I am down weight. You know, yes, I noticed that. That's so great. Look at that. That double chin is going away. (laughs) The double chin is going away. And I'm pretty happy about that because you have been one of the people who have motivated me to make major changes in my own personal life. And you and I have had numerous private conversations about, you know, life in general and, and everything. And, you know... I, I just I want to put credit where credit is due, and you're one of the important people who has helped me and guide me into wanting to to live better, to live a more cleaner life, and and I, I'm still not giving up bacon. I'm not giving up bacon, okay? But you know, I I'm listening to my body. I am I am really Good. starting to that listen to amazing. my body, and yeah. and you know I I. Uh, I took a little bit of a detour the last week or so, and I immediately I started feeling bad again. You know, I, mm, I, I tried to get in, you, you know, go. I tried getting into go. some old habits, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, life tests us. And it's like, well, I can yeah. put that off. I can put that off. I'm too busy for this, you know. Uh, and I just, I started feeling like crap again. So now all of a sudden, you know, I'm back drinking water again. I, you know, I haven't had anything but water today. No iced tea, no, no, nothing that would, I would use as a chaser just to, uh, you know, spread things out a little bit. You know, I, I just, I can't do that. I, you know, Good. and, and the, wow, be- the, you know, that's so beautiful. The best part about it is in my daytime job mm-hmm. today. My own family doctor, he's a client of mine, he walked into my mm-hmm. office today, and the first thing he said to me was, since I last saw him, was, man, you're losing weight. And I, wow. went, I went, yeah, man. He goes, how much? I said, I don't know, but I know my T-shirts are starting to fit a lot better. 
Wow, that is so exciting, Dave. I'm so proud of you. And, you know, I love that you talked about like intuitively seeing what your body needs. And, you know, it's okay to try and see if you can go back to the old diet. And as you see, your body doesn't want it anymore. So, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Good for you. Yeah. You look great. Well, you know what? It's it's a matter of trying to, it's a flush. I've got, I've got mm-hmm. years of toxins in my body from, yeah, from, yeah. from uh, caffeine, uh, my addiction that I had to Pepsi, uh, my addiction to Tim Hortons ice caps. God, they're good. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, oh, I have yeah. I have years of abuse on my body, and mm-hmm. that and that's literally right. what I was doing. Is I was causing physical abuse to myself internally. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and I never looked at it that way before. Right, exactly. So now that you, I mean, you know, what's amazing is that as you also lose weight, and I I see this a lot with my clients, that they also begin to notice that they have less emotional, like stagnant emotions, or suppression of emotions are less and less as they lose weight as well. So it's very much an emotional thing as well. It's going to help you to heal any kind of emotional traumas as you work along. So it's a, yeah, it's a powerful journey. For sure. And, you know, how do you break through those dark parts of the mind? Because here's my thing, Geraldine. To me, it is a it is a constant battle. It is something that I fight every day and I'll probably fight for every day of my life because I like food. Okay, I don't like and it's funny. I don't eat a lot of junk food. I I really don't. But every now and again, I like to have pizza. I like to have French fries and a hamburger. You know, I I, I get bored of drinking water, and I, I've always, ever since I was a kid, loved drinking iced tea or, or the odd Pepsi or, or something along those lines. But those are all habits that we, that we have to, you know, if not moderate to a very strict level, cancel out because, I, like, I felt it the last week and a half. I just felt here we go again. And then I had to mm-hmm. snap myself back into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always advise people to also work with their emotions when they're doing diets, because um, uh, a lot of things will come up. And also remember that sometimes food and a lot of time food ends up being kind of like a support system for us. We reach out for the comfort in the taste. Our senses um, are, are utilized to kind of help, uh, fill up voids, you know, and and we use our senses in many different ways. We can use it through the touch, tasting. Um, So when we become addicted to sugars, for example, or something sweet, we literally are triggering chemicals in the body that allow us to feel safe or to feel nourished. And most of the needs, the really root subconscious needs behind all of those addictions are the need for love. Um, this is basically what the human nature requires is to have a uh, uh, love and so un- until we do that emotional work to first understand what it what love is feel love and fill that lack of love in the body um, we realize we don't no longer need those kinds of sweets we no longer need those those things that we were once addicted to so it goes hand in hand I also see that a lot of clients utilize 
uh, even myself in the past have utilized food um, and gaining weight in order to protect ourselves um, in difficult relationships or emotional situations that are straining for us, they become like a barrier to help protect us because of the suppression of emotions for long amounts of time since childhood. Usually it's traumas that have never been addressed and we store all of that in the body and it becomes kind of like a armor. And when people finally address that root emotional cause, they it's almost like the weight just immediately comes off and they don't need to have it back on again as, as an emotional protection. This is, I see a lot of this in people that have experienced any kind of abuse, physical, sexual, psychological abuse. Um, you know, we're kind of looking at these kinds of um, ways of coping, you know. So the relationship with food is a big one. And we also have to remember that we are managed by our biome. A lot of our choices that we make, a lot of the emotions that we feel in the body are very closely connected to what's going on in the biome. And if we have a lot of parasites in the biome that are craving sugars and food, your body can actually create the feeling of anxiety or depression or sorrow in order to make you want to fulfill that with the food. It's not actually that you're actually feeling that emotion, but it'll create and it'll pull from the memory of your own trauma in order to fill that and feed, you know, the parasites in the body. So that's another thing that we have to take in mind. This process of becoming parasitic needing from the external in order to feel a void is something that we kind of experience in many different ways the, from the inside out the biome our emotions and then the way we interact in the world so we have to we have to watch for that and just observe that we are meeting our own needs at all times as much as possible and here i thought it was just about me getting sick and tired of having man boobs you know <laughs> Well, that that too. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean that that's what did it for me. But but you know what? You're right. It it is a mental challenge that we all have to go through. And, yeah. and you know, uh, you know, sympathy eating, uh, eating out of sadness, sorrow, or anything like that. It is just as much of a disease as it is for alcoholism yes. or drug addiction or or being a sexaholic or or whatever it may be. I mean, we have to transform and find strength within ourselves, and that's where a lot of people fail is we don't see mm -hmm. the value of ourselves. And, and over 2020, yeah. you and I have talked a lot about value this year. You know, what is our yeah. value? Can you look at yourself in the mirror and say, you have value. I love you. It is one of the most right. difficult things I have ever done in my life was look in a mirror and tell myself, I love you. Because it is every piece of hatred that I had about myself comes out. I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I'm, I'm not, I don't have money in my bank account. I drive a, a, a boring vehicle. You know, I don't have, you know, I look at my friends and look what they have. You know, all your insecurities come on out. But in reality, we can only concentrate on what we are doing. And that's what gives mm -hmm. us value. Right, exactly. And um, that's where we enter into the journey of self-love, unconditional self-love. And this is really where we begin to really change these external mechanics, vices, and things that are counter-creative into actions that are creative and creating something positive for ourselves. But all of it starts in the way that we feel about ourselves. Because 
Essentially, the world that we experience external to us is a projection of how we feel internally. So if that internal way of looking at yourself is inverted or it's, it's off in some way, it will affect our ability to manifest, to procreate, to connect, to explore, to, to, um, uh, you know, make change in this world, to heal even. And we end up actually with a lot of illnesses and sicknesses in the body uh, as a result of these belief systems of actually the rejection of your own self. That rejection of your own self becomes a parasitic dynamic with yourself where you don't feel that you even have the ability to fulfill your own needs or that of others. And this kind of belief system creates an electrical imbalance in the body that provides a perfect environment for illness. And this is where we're seeing cancers in the body, autoimmune diseases, where the body wants to attack itself because it, it, it essentially, we hate the self so much, you know, so it's really, it's really important that we take a look at our relationship with how we see ourselves and address it as soon as possible, heal from that. The mirror work that you're mentioning is one of the most powerful things. I've also gone through that journey. It is amazing that when you look at yourself in your eyes, you begin to see yourself as if a third person looking at your own self. You begin to notice that your eyes, your own face can hold memories in the muscle memory and the expressions of your body, everything that you've ever gone through. And when you begin to face that, it can be very, it can be terrifying because you don't know how to handle those very strong emotions and um, observations. And oftentimes it's, it's judgments that we have about ourselves and things that happen to us. So this is the process where we have to really support ourselves. And one of the most powerful ways to do that is by learning how to come into more of an observer than a judger of yourself or the things that have occurred to you. Um, this immediately allows you to pull away from having to compartmentalize uh, things that have occurred to you or perceptions that you formed about yourself so that you are able to go beyond that because we're very addicted to those perceptions. They literally become our personalities, our life, the careers that we choose, the partners that we choose are all built around these ideas about ourselves. So when we have to tear those down, it can really be um, difficult for the human. We need to be able to understand that we can, we need to move beyond that and see ourselves as all and nothing simultaneously. This is essentially the where we want to try to go to. Um, and that's a process. It takes courage. You have to look at your shadows. Yeah, courage is a big thing because, you know, only you can see your flaws. That's it. Only you can see your flaws. And I think the more you push yourself to see the actual beauty that each of each of us have, it doesn't matter whether you're 200 pounds overweight or you're anorexic or or what whatever it may be. You know, we all have that ability to to shine. And I mean, the, you know, I'm not saying that to be to be like overly enthusiastic and you know everything is is about tree hugging or everything like that. But I mean, it is reality because society being the way it is, with everything being so fake these days, like social media and and the pictures. I mean, that we put up, we'll never put an ugly picture of ourselves on Facebook. But if we see one where we are gleaming and shining, boom, there it is on Instagram or 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 Facebook or or wherever it may be. 
You know, we're always trying yep. to hide. We've we've created our own facades that we can't even see through anymore spiritually. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's you know it's it's unfortunate like in our in our age and time where uh well i think we're getting out of that now though because you know it it was worse in in the 80s and 90s where very specific images were really being pushed into our society and that caused a lot of imbalance in the way people see themselves but we have to understand that a lot of those images of how we want to look or we think we should look are products of marketing uh, systems in order to sustain entire uh, economies and and productions of products and consumerism, you know. So when we begin to pull away from those consumerist systems, we begin to look at ourselves and the organic expression of ourselves. We don't need any of that stuff. We don't need any any kind of uh, fake facade to ourselves that moves us away from what we really are. Uh, essentially, the human experience that we come into is very much about more so the integration of the higher self with the physical than the focus in the physical. The physical is where we get stuck. When we get stuck in the material world, in the in the realm of experiences, and we get stuck in the sensation body, so what we're tasting, what we're enjoying seeing, what we're hearing, even music, all of these things can be distractions that pull away from the true experience of the human, which is the observer to be able to transcend, to transmute away from those lower experiences. And it's only when the human departs from those things that it can really begin to experience life in its pure form. It begins to see the magic in life. It begins to become connected and interconnected with the natural systems of the earth. Um, which allow for grounding, for connection, for life force flow, for homeostasis being produced in the body, for the ability to manifest, to tune into intuitions. These are the kinds of things that you will never be able to purchase or acquire through those limited perceptions and senses. But it's with the cultivation of our awareness that we can begin to shift the body into a higher form of function um, where we see each other more as light than as the physical. And this is one of the things that... This episode is brought to you by AT&T. Everyone gets AT&T's best deal on the new iPhone 14 Pro. So people currently listening to comedy podcasts who can't wait for their podcast to end so they can tell that guy in front of them on the bus about it, even if he is the driver... And people listening to political podcasts, saving juicy political quotes to throw down at Thanksgiving dinner with their relatives. And people listening to true crime podcasts who desperately want to talk about true crime podcasts at work, but they're not sure if anyone else is into that and they don't want to seem weird to their office crush. And they already got odd looks that time they looked up that crazy case on their work computer. The point is... Everyone, new and existing customers. Ask how to get up to $800 off the new iPhone 14 Pro with the incredible camera with eligible trade-in. Visit att.com or our stores for details. Terms and restrictions may apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really helped me in my journey break away from those ideas of um, needing to uh, most of most of most of um, our desire to consume things and to have these images is all based in the need to feel accepted, loved, and appreciated by another. So when you begin to turn that around, the problem is that we put all these expectations on another person to provide this for us. But most people, if you look around, they themselves have a difficult time accepting themselves. They themselves have not felt real love acceptance in their own life. We are all on this journey of trying to understand that. So um, we need to redirect that attention towards the self and provide the self with approval, acceptance. And that for some people is really hard because um, we keep, we're programmed to externalize that process. And it's, it's a reward system process. It's like a chemical drug, right? To get approval from others that allows us to feel, you know, a false sense of safety and uh, security. So that does have to be interrupted in order for the human to be able to see the true essence, which is we are life force and we are infinite potential um, beyond that. We can reach the things that are, you know, higher. I got to ask you with about 90 seconds to go before we take our first break here at the bottom of the hour, how do we reward ourselves considering we are so hard on ourselves regarding finding out who we are and what we're all about? So, uh, Suffering, essentially, or the concept of hurting the self would be, what do we hurt? Uh, we become hurt when we have a very specific idea or perception about a part of us or ourselves. And when that very, usually that part of us is very difficultly formed by programs and sensations. See, we create programs and perceptions about ourselves from the womb until the age of seven. In those, in those ages, we're learning from mother, father, or the lack thereof, in order to form the way that we see ourselves, the role that we play, and the way feminine and masculine is being represented in our world, through us and around us. So when those things are out of balance, our perception of ourselves is also out of balance. And so from there, we begin to create habits of survival and those habits of survival in order to relate with others end up producing what we know as our personalities and our identities. So those those identities, our identities are very much a product. Oh, well, you know what? We'll get to it. What is our <laughs> we'll identities when we return on Spaced okay. Out Radio, the spiritual you with Geraldine Orozco? Yes, we're finding our Zen and our Chi tonight. GeraldineRosco.com is her website. We'll be back right after this. You have a lot of listeners that came over from your um, from your your live feed. My channel, yeah. So, oh, that's so great. Yeah, I'm so, so happy to hear that. So, I want to say a big thank you to everyone there. Now, if this is your first time listening to us on Spaced Out Radio, uh, the reason why we do take breaks is we are a live radio show. Geraldine has been doing this show with me for almost seven years, my dear. I think twice, yeah, six I years, six years. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, we're that's like amazing. inseparable. 
inseparable. I know. <laughs> it's amazing how time flies. I know. It I doesn't know. even feel that long, you know? By the way, just so you know, I think I'm heading back to San Francisco for UFOCon. Oh, that's cool. When is that? Oh, February, yeah? No, I, I think she's Lorian's holding it in March this year. Okay, okay, cool. So cool. Well, that's the, great. Will you? If that happens, I'm going on record. It's my turn to buy dinner. <laughs> All right, wonderful. Well, we'll definitely connect when you come into town, for sure. Yes. That'd be so fun. <clears throat> for sure. For sure. We'll have to see what month, what month, what day that is. I, I don't know. I haven't seen any I information forgot. about it. So. I forgot. I, yeah. I, I just know that it's, I think, uh, I hope it's in, in March because by then the snow is off the roads here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that it mattered before, but... Just, why why now? Why? Because it's It's easier to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know you've never owned snow tires before, so <laughs> Nope. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is it snowing pretty bad? Uh it actually has taken the evening off. Hmm. Wow. I know. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, if if you were with me the other night while I was in studio, it was uh, minus 27 degrees Celsius outside headquarters. 27? Oh, my God. Yeah, right now, right now it's minus 11 Celsius, which is in Fahrenheit, 13 degrees. So it's... My gosh, that yep. is freezing cold. I don't know how and, you guys do it. That's amazing. Oh, my. We're not even getting snow the next couple of days. When do we get snow again? Uh, Saturday. Saturday we are scheduled for snow again. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Wow. I think it's going to be a cold winter more than ever. Over here, it's getting down to 30 degrees at oh night. That's goodness. pretty bad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know you're going to say it's like summer for you. How How does one live? How does one live? I was working outside today in a hoodie. In a hoodie. Yeah. I had gloves I on. I already wear like seven I, sweaters when I go out. Well, I mean, you know what? You need to invest in one of those jackets where literally it has like right here a little push button that when it gets cold, you hit the push button and your jacket warms up. Ooh, that sounds good. But what about radiation? Is there any problem with the, you know? Well, well no, it's it's battery operated. But I mean, okay. at, at what point, I mean, what's, what's a little radiation if you're, as long as you're staying warm <laughs> nuclearly, right? Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll have to try. We'll have to try one of those. I'm, think, I'm honestly thinking of getting one. Especially for the... Oh, that, gosh. That. I'm surprised you don't have one by now oh. <laughs> in, like, that weather. No, I, I use a... Uh, I have a couple of different winter jackets right now. It's like a, I don't know, a real thick... It's kind of like this, except much nicer. But it's mm -hmm. got, like, like uh, sheep's wool inside. Oh, nice, nice. Like, yeah. shirling, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it keeps me nice and warm. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Never had snow tires, eh? 
Never. <laughs> I don't think I, I think I did drive in snow one time when I went to Tahoe. Oh, yes. But I don't think we even needed chains for some reason that, yeah. that one time. But yeah. Yeah. You've heard it here first. Geraldine Orozco has never owned snow tires. Ever. <laughs> All right. We have uh, about 30 seconds here, my friend. I'd like to know how many people in the chat own snow tires so I can see if I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, yes. If you've owned snow tires, put it in the chat. Hey, Paradox Fossils, how you doing? And we got about 15 seconds. Super Chat is open. And uh, also, if you're looking for some cool swag, we have it at spacedoutradio.com forward slash shop. And it'll take you right to our store right there. And... Uh, here we go, everyone. Second half hour of Space Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate you tuning us on in. Want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Near the beginning of each month, Geraldine Roscoe comes in for the Spiritual You. This is her final appearance of 2022. Over six years, Geraldine and I have been doing this. And I found out something right during the break. Our radio audience couldn't hear it. Being in San Francisco, Geraldine has never owned snow tires. Never owned snow tires. Never had to. Even at the hills of San and the streets of San Francisco, never owned snow tires. And she put the challenge out to our, our audience in our chat rooms. And I gotta say, about eighty percent of them have owned snow tires, Geraldine. They have not. I'm watching the chat. Eighty <laughs> percent at least. At wow. least Wow. Well, you know what? That's amazing. But you guys you guys are just troopers out there. Stay warm, you guys. Stay safe and stay warm wherever you are. You know what I'm going to do this weekend, Geraldine, just to bug you? I'm going to I'm going to fire up my Jeep. This episode is brought to you by AT&T. Everyone gets AT&T's best deal on the new iPhone 14 Pro. So, people currently listening to comedy podcasts who can't wait for their podcast to end so they can tell that guy in front of them on the bus about it, even if he is the driver. And people listening to political podcasts, saving juicy political quotes to throw down at Thanksgiving dinner with their relatives. And people listening to true crime podcasts who desperately want to talk about true crime podcasts at work, but they're not sure if anyone else is into that and they don't want to seem weird to their office crush. And they already got odd looks that time they looked up that crazy case on their work computer. The point is... Everyone, new and existing customers. Ask how to get up to $800 off the new iPhone 14 Pro with the incredible camera with eligible trade-in. Visit att.com or our stores for details. Terms and restrictions may apply. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And I'm going to put the top down on it when it's snowing, and I'm going to go riding in 4x4 mode. Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Take a picture. Just to bug you. Just Please don't bug get you. sick. To bug me, you don't get sick. I hope you don't get sick out there. Oh, no. <laughs> or catch a cold. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But it does sound like fun, though. You know? I'd like to, I, I'd, like I'd take a rope behind my Jeep and I would put my son's toboggan on it and I'd do like spin them around and all that kind of stuff. That, that sounds like fun to me. <laughs> okay. That's great. Yeah. Geraldine has barely seen snow in her life. So it's all good. Uh, right before that's the break, true. right before the break, and I'll deliver some to you. I have some in my front yard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right before the break, we were talking about, you know, how do we reward ourselves for paying attention to our mind, body, soul? Because we are our own worst critics. It doesn't matter what anybody tells us. We are our own worst critics when it comes to everything in life, from what we dress to what we drive to our job, the amount of zeros in our bank account on the plus side, not the negative. You know, we beat ourselves up daily. How do we see the positive? How do we see the other side? Especially going into the time of year now where Christmas is right around the corner and now we feel that we all got to go spend hundreds if, and for some thousands of dollars that we don't have on presents and just to for one day of the year. Yeah, well, you know, um, I think a lot of people and I'm hoping a lot of people are kind of moving away from you know, the focus of making Christmas more of a consumer celebration and looking more at, um, you know, focusing on the family, genuine interconnection uh, relationships. Um, but, I mean, it really just comes down to what we were talking before the break about self-love, learning how to cultivate that love and understanding what love is. And for many people, as I was mentioning, you know, not a lot of us know even what love really means. Um, and it really isn't until you sit uh, with your darkest shadows, all of the deep, dark, suppressed traumas, that you can begin to understand in layers how these information store within the body. So if you're somebody that has a lot of insecurities, if you sit with those insecurities, you begin to notice that underneath those layers, there are fears, anxieties, doubts, angers, suppressed um, resentments, um, you know, and all of those emotions are products of programs and belief systems and learned ways that we've kind of adopted from our parents and our immediate environment. So to understand what love is, if you if you go down the list of those emotions, you're going to discover that at the root of most of those emotions is actually fear. They are rooted in fear and they are many kinds of manifestations of fear. Um, you know, being uh, being 
insecure, being disconnected, being fearful, all of those things are rooted in, in those root emotions. Now, the opposite of that would be love. And so what does love look like? Love, when you begin to look at the opposite, if you sit with those emotions, you ask yourself, well, what's the opposite of insecurity? Um, you might answer, it's courage uh, or feeling secure. So when you when you feel when you fill that your body with the feeling of security, for example, you're going to begin to notice that as you go under the layers of those emotions, you're going to reach feeling safe, joy, harmony, feeling nurtured, feeling protected. And that process of identifying those emotions is how you define your language of receiving love. Um, and so this is how you would define love for yourself. Every person has a slightly different way um, or way that they reached farther away from love. So we have to go back and trace back the programs that made us separate from love in order to embody that. So now that you have that list, this is going to be your checklist for what you need to constantly provide yourself in order to feel safe in an environment. So let's say with the holidays coming up and we have all these people buying things, doing things, come, going to these family gatherings. There might be a lot of family issues, triggers, comparisons, uh, you know, insecurities, comments. All kinds of triggers are going to come up in the family circle. And so this is a perfect opportunity for you to have a list with you of how you access self-love. And as soon as you begin to feel a trigger from, let's say, aunt something says something to you, and immediately you begin to start feeling insecure about yourself, grab the list. And I know it's going to be funny. You're walking around with your list, but trust me that this will be a very powerful tool for you. And essentially, this will become an automatic thing that you begin to notice down your list what it takes for you to feel safe. So you begin to see love, nurturing, protection. So you will provide that for yourself in that moment. Give yourself love, give yourself protection, give yourself acknowledgement, acknowledge yourself, accept yourself. Um, if you have to hug yourself, hug yourself and embrace yourself. This act of love creates serotonin in the brain that allows you to feel safe in your body. And these chemical uh, overrides the wiring of being in survival that we're very addicted to. So this is how we begin to break the process of being in survival state and override it with the process of being in love with yourself, but aware and providing your needs supplying for your needs. So this really creates a system that is found, it's a found, found um, it's founded in a profound understanding of yourself and it will create long-term change in your life so that whether it's the holidays or not, um, these external things will no longer trigger you. And it allows people to feel joy, bliss, love states, that are genuine, that are actually accessible. It's not just a matter of filling yourself with love and not understanding how to get there. You have to understand that it's a deprogramming and reprogramming process. So this could be a really powerful tool for people in the holidays. All right. You know, a lot of people spend the holidays alone. 
and it's a very down yeah. time. Maybe they have been, you know, pulled away from their family or maybe, you know, their their siblings and, and loved ones have passed on or, or whatever the situation may be. How do you turn that, that potential depression that a lot of people have at this time of year into something positive that can work out for you so you're not feeling the doom and gloom of not being alone on the holidays? Yeah, loneliness is a, a social, it literally is one of the largest social epidemics that we have and that we're dealing with right now of loneliness and isolation. Um, and this is a belief system that is created, supported, and triggered through the biochemical systems in the body of reward systems that we are trained and indoctrinated into since the this the process of coming into life, birth, coming into our, our living experience as humans. We from coming out of the, the womb, that very moment of departing from that very safe, nurturing place is an incredibly traumatic thing for the human. And it's deeply subconsciously embedded in us. So, you know, we, we continue to experience tra traumatic experiences as we begin to pull away from mother or the figure of mother or father that played the most nurturing for us in, a, in role in our childhood. But this same dynamic or the lack of that dynamic creates a really strong program of separation. And that program becomes even more reinforced by social engineering, uh, which is implemented through entertainment industry, music, television, uh, the, even the education system implements a lot of ideas of culture and uh, even religion, uh, creating these compartmentalized ideas of ourselves and others. And right now we have so many controversies in the world about race, sex, and culture, um, you know, that and religion that deep dig deep into these ideas of separation. So how does the human recover into an, a, an understanding that they are not separate, right? Because we, we essentially inherently are a microcosm in this physical body of, of unity. And in this body is a mirror, a fractal mirror of a universe that functions in a very beautiful mathematical manner, which we are interconnected as a whole. The body exists and comes into form through this intelligent and set network of, of self-organized systems that brings every cell into perfect function. So with that kind of intelligence that we live in, our existence in this human uh, experience is very much exact and designed. So every person that I hear that says, I don't belong, I don't belong in my family, I don't belong in this earth, I'm by myself, I'm isolated, um, simply needs to look within at first to begin to understand that we are actually, uh, the fact that we exist in itself is somewhat of, of, of not really a miracle, but it, it really is uh, infinite.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With CheapCaribbean.com, you can get more food, more drinks, and more fun for less money on your all-inclusive beach vacation. Like bottomless margaritas? Yes, and... Going snorkeling whenever I want? Yes, and... Moonlight dance parties? Yes, and... Loaded fajita nachos? Yes, and... All the daiquiris I can drink. You can say yes and to everything when you take a next-level beach vacation at Barcella Resorts in Mexico in the Caribbean with CheapCaribbean.com. It cycles of cause and effect that are interconnected that we we can't even understand as humans. In other words, your existence is so important to the collective whole and your purpose plays a powerful role in the collective. And so that and that's not just uh, abstract concept. It's literally biologic biologically, biochemically encoded within this organism. So the idea of being separate and alone has to be kind of dissolved. Um, and we can dissolve that by understanding that all of these external stimulations that have trained us to look outside of us in order to create compartmentalized thinking is an inversion of the truth. The body and the mind in itself, when we create integration between the higher self and the physical, we begin to produce and become generators of life force in such a way that we can meet all our needs, meet every need. The majority of people that feel alone, it have a profound feeling of lack, lack of support, love, acknowledgement, connection, physical affection. That connection that's missing is the severing of the internal connection with the self. So in order to repair that, we have to take a moment to reconnect these systems. And it's very much neural pathways. Um, we, are, we are addicted to feeling sorrow, sadness, loneliness, disconnect. We have to interrupt those patterns and we have to replace them with an understanding that we provide ourselves perfect segue to the last comment that we were talking about. Uh, we provide ourselves with acceptance, love, attention, connection. And what happens when the human does that is that they begin to notice, oh, okay, now, now that I have those emotions, now I'm complete. They feel complete. Now I can do the things that I, I can explore the things that I love or that I can enjoy in order to enhance those feelings of love that I am now providing for myself. So what happens is that the human will begin to look for hobbies. They'll begin to do activities. They will do things that enrich that sustaining that feeling of love and support within themselves. This is how we become self-sustaining, sovereign uh, individuals that are able to co-create in a way of consciousness that's higher. So, you know, it's not just with the holidays. People feel alone year-round, all, all around the world. Uh, holidays, you know, we, we, we're drilled into our mind that that's when we should, you know, feel alone if we're not with family. But 
the truth is that many families are becoming separate right now with everything that's been happening, um, not only politically in, in our world, like even with the, with the pandemic over the past couple of years has created a lot of separation in families. So people are really grieving those separations. Um, so it's a perfect opportunity in our world to talk about what it means to be lonely and to begin to gently shift from that loneliness into a state of unity in, internally. Oh, very much so. Very much so. But let, let's uh, let's complicate things a little bit more because, you know, the, every year there's people who lose loved ones. You know, uh, it may not be you, it may not be me, but maybe a friend or, or one of our listeners. And this will be their first holiday without that loved one. How do you build up the strength spiritually and, and kindredly for yourself in order to to not dwell on, you know, the those who are no longer there with us? Yeah, this is definitely the grieving process is one that deserves a lot of time, respect, and attention, especially when we lose loved ones like this. And the grieving process is natural. So we have to acknowledge the, the what makes the grieving process 20 times harder to recover from is a lack of acceptance. Okay, so this is the part that is the hardest for the human is to accept this sense of loss. Um, you know, the idea that we will never be able to connect with this person again is something that, that really causes the person to come into a state of, of, you know, chaos sometimes. So what we need to focus on when we're grieving is gently allowing ourselves to naturally go through the process of grieving, allow ourselves to release sorrow, stress, you know, cry if you need to. Uh, do what you need to do to release that sorrow. Express it. Do not suppress the sorrow. Um, and acknowledge your emotions. Because if you just try to ignore it or pretend it's not happening or try to distract yourself with something else, you're just going to suppress it deeper and deeper. You might be able to allow yourself to distract yourself for several months, sometimes even years. But eventually that sorrow will Will resurface and you will have to face it. So there, remember that energy cannot be eliminated. It is only transmuted. It's changed. So we have to go through the process full circle of feeling the emotions fully. So once we're already starting that process, we have to begin the process of acceptance. And this is a process that we actually, our relationship with death, you know, in, in, in the West, we, we think of death as something very finite and, you know, that, that's it. And it's very sorrowful and sad, but there are many cultures around the world that focus on learn, looking at death as something of a natural cycle. That's a part of life. And this is a very healthy way and not, not only realistic, but very natural way to taking a look at the cycles of, of our own selves, because we live these cycles in many different ways. We live them in our own lives, with, with our health, with our evolution, with our learning, with our growing. And as a human race, um, you know, we are going through these cycles. So this is, so death is something that I advise every human, every spiritual human on this earth to, to sit with yourself and have a conversation with yourself about how you feel and perceive death and begin to question those belief systems. Um, work on the emotions that arise as you ask yourself about how you feel about death um, to begin to become familiar with them so that when a death occurs uh, in any way, 
this can even be the loss of a job, uh, because this is a way of experiencing a death. Um, you know, the, we, we are so unprepared for that, that we, we can go into deep depression that can take us off years. You know, it can really affect your life. So becoming friends with the ability to process death um, and that cycle is, I think, something that's essential for every human. And the acceptance process of that cycle um, can alleviate any kind of sorrow and prolonged suffering from death. Um, another thing that I will also add is that um, when we're when we're learning how to accept death, um, we are also learning how to be okay with change. You know, with with any kinds of changes that can happen in life, and um, this exercise is something that also assists us in our spiritual work. Uh, many ancient cultures train the process of dying through uh, going into dream state and learning how to become conscious in dream state in order to navigate dream state, in order to train themselves for the time that they die when they leave the body, you know. So this is a very powerful practice that can be done as well. And it's when you, when you look at that process of the, the life after death or what occurs after death, you begin to notice that maybe that emotion is not necessary. You know, it's not necessary to grieve something that is impermanent. We're experiencing impermanence in, in many different ways. Very yeah. true. Very true. We got two and a half minutes to go here before we got to go to break at the top of the hour. Geraldine Roscoe and the spiritual you continue here. The, the fact that we must grieve, the fact that we must, you know, be able to, to uh, shed our true colors and our true emotions oh. That is healthy. That what does that release do when when you are finally able to let it go? What happens to your body? Wow, it is such a huge shift that happens in the body because emotions are energy; they're life force, uh, and each emotion has a different vibrational frequency. We are made up of many vibrational frequencies that self-organize in the body and process through the different endocrine organs in the body. And these endocrine organs are interconnected with our nervous system and are interconnected with the chakra system, which are vortices of life force at different ranges of frequency. So there, so our, our bodies kind of function like routers that we are we are inputting and outputting experiential data, and we process it through these systems. We absorb vibrational uh, uh, inputs through our five senses, through feeling, taste, touch, hear, sense, feeling. And as we input them, they are processed through the body, through the nervous system, and then the brain sends sing signals through the brain to, that allows the body to release chemicals, which either tell the body if what we're experiencing is safe or not safe. And then we have these chemicals that produce uh, emotions in the body. Okay, So these reactions that we are experiencing, this process um, also stores emotions. When we have feeling body and, and the, the brain doesn't have a filing cabinet for the experience that we're having right now, it's an experience in an unknown situation, um, we experience fearful uh, result. We have fear as a result. And this is the definition of trauma when we have unknown experiences. So this trauma creates kind of like a, 
suspension energetically in our in our timeline um, and it is recorded in the body and mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Want to stop engine problems before they start? Pick up a can of Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam helps engines start easier, run smoother, and last longer. Trusted by millions every day, Seafoam is safe and easy to use in any engine. Just pour it in your fuel tank. Make the proven choice with Seafoam. Available everywhere. Automotive products are sold. Seafoam! Suppressed in the body. And when we don't address these traumatic experiences where we didn't know how to handle the unknown, it becomes, it accumulates over time. And we suppress emotions more and more so that when we, be, we begin to kind of, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> yes, our good friend Geraldine Roscoe. GeraldineRoscoe.com. One hour down, we have this lovely lady for another one hour here on Spaced Out Radio. The Spiritual You happens every month on this show. We'll be back with hour number two next. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break here. And Geraldine, I'm going to send you back into your green room. I'm going to step out uh, for a couple of seconds, get some fresh air. I'll be right back. Awesome. Geraldine will be right back. And we'll see you in a couple of minutes, guys.
All right, Davey's back. Geraldine will be with us momentarily. And we got another hour with her. And we're going to have a great old time. Great old time with Geraldine. Like we normally do. If you have any questions for Geraldine, please put them in capital letters in our chat room. And I will ask her. Capital letters, uh, make sure that uh, old Davey, with his bad eyes, are able to actually see the questions. Hello, Candy R. All right, where's my Jen A? There she is. Uh, where's my Jen A? There she is. Lori Barnes, welcome to SOR Chat. And who else do we have here? Here we go, everyone. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us, will you, at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Caduciator. Caduciator is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with our good friend Geraldine Orozco for The Spiritual You. Geraldine comes in near the beginning of each month to talk about all our Zen, Chi, and ET contact, and we love it when she is here. Her website is GeraldineOrozco.com. Geraldine, thank you so much for taking the time to join us once again. We love it when you're here. Hi, thank you so much for having me once again. It's a pleasure. Before we get to audience questions, we're coming up on a new year in just three and a half weeks. And you know what? We're going to start hearing it. It's a new year, the new you, and I'm going to do this. We set resolutions for ourselves. Most of us fail. The majority of us do. Yet, How do we go into a new year, you know, piled up with Christmas bills? We want to make changes, whether it's to our diet, our personality, our hairdo, or whatever. How do we make changes for the positive to keep that positivity rolling throughout the new year? You don't focus on positivity. (laughs) You actually bring yourself into neutrality. Because any time that we are sliding up the scale of sadness or happiness uh, without truly creating a foundation and environment for that inside of our body, mind, and emotions, 
um, it's never going to last. It's just a very limited temporary perception. So um, I suggest, and, and this is something that, you know, sometimes people have a hard time embodying because we are so used to having personalities, reactions, um, and uh, people around us are so used to us having those reactions that we're afraid of changing, you know, who we are and how we seem, how we present ourselves. So this uh, process takes courage and it takes a lot of self-love in a way where we become first aware of our emotions, we acknowledge our emotions, and we are authentic with our expression in such a profound way that we respect It's actually that self-love that allows us to risk. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Want to stop engine problems before they start? Pick up a can of Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam helps engines start easier, run smoother, and last longer. Trusted by millions every day, Seafoam is safe and easy to use in any engine. Just pour it in your fuel tank. Make the proven choice with Seafoam. Available everywhere. Automotive products are sold. how we really feel you'll notice that especially during the holidays when we're with family sometimes people you know they will put on fake smiles like we were talking at the beginning of the show about faces and facades um they put on these performances for people and people sometimes they become chameleons in order to be accepted and loved they have many different faces for different groups of friends and people and that's really exhausting for the human. And it's it's the perfect way to de- deplete your life force in such a way that you just become tired and even more so spiritually disconnected from yourself. So to change that, uh, we have to be really authentic and respect ourselves. And the respect for the self comes from an authentic self-love where your emotion, you honor this body, this experience, And you respect the way that you feel by acknowledging it and, uh, you know, having a genuine expression, regardless of what's happening around you until uh, as, as you are learning yourself and emotions, because learning about emotions is a process. We have to learn how we handle specific emotions, how we process them, how we express them. That's a learning process. And most of us, because we're so engaged in the external approval system, we don't even understand how we even get to our reactions. They just they just come out. Things that we say, things that we do, we just react, react, react. There's no consciousness in that. So to break that cycle, um, coming in to that neutral observer will emerge when you begin to become Uh, when you acknowledge and you express yourself genuinely. And that genuine connection with your emotions and with yourself will allow you to begin to be a little more cautious of the kind of 
expressions. You're not going to be freely just reacting to things. You're going to be more mindful about your in interactions with others. And you will choose words wisely. You will choose, you will think about what you're saying before you speak. You will think about whether you're really in alignment with what you're agreeing with. Many people just smile along and just agree with the things that people are saying. They smile at people's jokes that people don't even find funny. You know, these kinds of things um, are actually a betrayal of the self. And they are actually what cause a really deep-rooted anger towards the self over time. We're just not even, we're not even honest with ourselves. That adds up and that adds to major stress, major anxiety, major self-hate, betrayal, depression. So if you look at this root and then you pile on all these other things that you mentioned, bills, you know, family issues, uh, the New Year's pressures, you know, people explode. So we need to be kind to ourselves and change from being in a survival state into a state of being congruent with who you are, what you are. So in this year, if you would like to make a change in your life, I invite you to, to do this practice, to take a look at who you are authentically without the mask, without the pretending. And um, from there, you will begin to create a new understanding of yourself. And you'll notice that it's less reactionary, more congruent, more calm, and you will be able to come into more of an observer you're, imagine that you're constantly exploring things like a child. You know, a child doesn't have judgments about many things. It usually just explores many things. So if you come into that childlike state and just kind of explore everything without judgment, you'll notice that you'll be less tired at the end of the day. You will be less, you will have less emotional outbreaks, rises and falls, you know, like a candle in the wind, you're being taken left and right emotionally. And you will also create a stronger connection with yourself and with your truth. So I would really invite you to uh, try this in this new year instead of trying to create a false sense of joy and happiness that you really may not even feel. I, I love it. I love it. All right, let's get to some audience questions here. Let's start with Pam. Geraldine, where is the line between somebody being confident and narcissistic? Yeah, um, actually, those are opposites. Narcissist uh, personality types are actually the absolute opposite of confident, even though they may project and there's different kinds of narcissists. There's the very, you know, grandacious, uh, um, grandiose uh, narcissists that are very, you know, oh, I'm so great. I'm wonderful. And they really express that. But there's also narcissists that are very quiet and they will play on victim, victimization, manipulation of perceptions um, in order to manipulate and get what they want. So how do we actually define the narcissist? The narcissist is actually very much self-serving uh, in that it is looking to meet its own needs without the awareness of the needs of others or consideration of others. And the reason for that is usually a result of tremendous amount of trauma in childhood where they had to be in such extreme states of survival. Um, and this is also learned, it's inherited from a parent, one, one or another parent, father, mother, um, in which they need to protect and self-preserve whatever they have and be able to take 
as much as they can get from anywhere in order to survive. That This is the root program behind that. So it's actually rooted in a very profound level of insecurity where they feel they will never get their needs met, so they have to take by force or manipulation. Um, and, you know, they play these roles out. And they can utilize all kinds of manipulations and psychological games um, in order to carry that out. So someone that is confident, um, true confidence, is a complete understanding of yourself, your needs, um, and your shadows. The most important is a strong relationship with your shadow, that you have taken the time to look at all of the parts that you hate, judge, reject about yourself, and be able to manage your emotional impulses when you see those things and self-regulate through the process of self-acceptance. And when you do that, it literally begins to rewire the brain and allow you to begin to broaden your perspective about yourself. It's very powerful. This broader perspective about yourself allows you to, when you're out in engaging with others, you begin to have a more honest and authentic understanding of yourself and presence that creates a presence that is more, um, it's more authentic. So this is actually true confidence. True confidence is the complete knowing of the self and, uh, you know, the whatever natural expression comes from that congruency of the good and bad of yourself. That's actually true confidence. Beautifully put. I love this comment. This is more of a comment than a question. And Malou, uh, we call her Skip to Malou in our chat room, made a couple of them here that I, I kind of want to bring up. I'm going to start with this one. She goes, I'm nice on SOR chat, but not in real life. So pissed off right now. So many things I can't even begin to sort out. I seek comfort in my sleep. Now, the reason why I brought this up is because I was actually thinking about sleep. Because I'm someone, when I'm mad or I'm stressed out, I go to sleep. Yeah. Is sleep a good healer for anger? Or is it something that it it pushes that anger down and stores it inside of us where we're trying to get away from it. We're trying to put it off. Yeah. So, um, it's a really powerful coping mechanism and it's probably one that you've been, you know, you've had for a long time, usually since childhood, um, taking a look at, you know, um, the major trigger points as a child and how you responded to those trigger points as a child sleep. Sometimes, sometimes it was even the parent that, because of the chaos in the house said, go to sleep or go to sleep. I see this a lot in families that are, that are recovering from this kind of trauma and that have sleep as a response of trauma. Um, but it's a, it's a trauma response. And what happens with that is that because the emotions are so strong and overwhelming, um, the body goes on overdrive and we completely deplete our life force in such a way that we are incapable of sustaining balance. So the body has to go recharge immediately and just literally you will be able to sleep anywhere you will just pass out um, or you just need to get somewhere to get rest so um, what what we need to do to uh, begin to work with this is to first of all 
let's look at the root of why we become angry, right? So the things that make us angry in life, it can be millions of reasons, right? All kinds of anything can be a reason to make us upset. But what what is occurring is that we have a profound sense of lack of control over the external and over the internal. And when we have this lack of control, this this perception that we don't have control, we we immediately feel in danger and we feel fear and that is the mechanism that creates anger it makes us really angry that we cannot control others what they're doing and we can't control ourselves and and the fact is that we never will be able to control others even if you do everything that you're supposed to do to get what you want from the other person the other person might change their mind and they won't be able to provide what you're looking for So this is why we need to mature into this next level of spiritual maturity where we understand that nothing comes from the outside. We live in an interconnected system where we are interconnected with everyone at all times. However, our expectations and the way that we manage our emotions shouldn't be like a roller coaster dependent on the external that has to be severed, especially in these times of great change. We have to redirect the attention to where those emotions are managed by you who is the master of this body. And if you're not the master of the body, everything else will be. And that's kind of what is creating a profound sense of loss of control, anger, and then on top of that, resentment towards yourself and hate towards the self. Because what happens is that we get so angry at everything that we're like, it's just constant anger and we can't even control it in the body. And we start getting really, really uh, resentful towards ourselves because there's never joy. There's never happiness. There's never peace. Um, And this cycle is toxic and it ends in illness and death. That's the definite course of sustaining anger in the body. Um, There's ways to work with this. Number one, we have to sit with our emotions. The, the strongest way to work with this is by working with a dualistic perception, okay? Judgment. We need to immediately take a look at our judgment. We judge everything. And we've been doing that as a survival mechanism since childhood. We learned that that was how we're going to survive. If we quickly calculate what's dangerous and what's not, we'll be okay. But that's not really the way it works, right? So that the fact that we're constantly judging things is creating a split, not only in our bodies, but at the cellular level of our body and in our psychology. So we create wars internally and externally. So the judgment element has to be looked at. And we need to try to come into more of a neutral way of looking at things. That means that, um, uh, you know, and this is a process of self-love. Okay, it's a process of learning what unconditional love and compassion is. It doesn't mean you have to accept the atrocities that are happening externally, but you do need to love your body so much that you decide, you know what, I'm not going to fill my body with this incredible toxic chemical that is produced through my bile in my liver that literally creates stomach aches, headaches, backaches out of the stress and anger, and it creates toxicity in the body that creates inflammation, stress. That all process happens every time you feel anger. 
for sure. That's the way the body works. So you really have to ask yourself, God, do I really want to be doing this to my body every single moment of the day? And that's where we create a strong self-love shift. So this is where I would redirect the attention. And from there, gently be able to just focus on you and your well-being. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's working with your, the ego that wants to control everything, you know, so let's redirect that and allow ourselves to love and heal this physical body so that when it does go into dream state and sleeping, it actually recovers because another thing, and I could talk about this for hours guys, but when, when, when you're angry and you're suppressing anger, you're not recovering your internal organs the way they need to recover at night. And I bet you have insomnia and difficult time sleeping and waking up as well. Because the organs that are in a constant state of producing bile and angry chemicals in the body create an imbalance in the elimination process. So we have digestion issues, bile, kidneys, all of those purification processes are getting messed up. So anyway, chain reaction. So take a look at that. You know what's funny? And I... I, I hate to sound like a tough guy here, okay, but I know ex- the way you described that was perfect because when when I played competitive hockey a long, long time ago, I used to be a fighter, a scrapper, or whatever you want to call it. And I remember that those nights after I fought where I released all that energy, that anger, and whatever I had built up on that person, that night... I never slept so well in my life. I, mm. I never slept. Like I went from complete rage to within two hours, I was wow. passing out because I was so tired from everything that I released on that person. Now I use a punching bag at the gym, <laughs> right? Because you just okay. can't go around and rock them, sock them with people. That, you know, eventually that just doesn't work. Right, but just that whole release thing. I want to get to another comment from Malou. Yeah, but wait, can I say one quick thing? One super quick thing about what you just mentioned, because I I get this a lot, and I was just talking about this with a friend the other day um, about anger release. And so you you mentioned perfectly, you know, you release the anger and then you went to sleep. But let me tell you what, what actually happened there is that you released a lot of energy and emotion but it doesn't mean that the actual anger and emotion was addressed. That's the thing. Still, even when you express it, it doesn't mean that it's released released a lot of energy charged in the body. But it doesn't address the actual emotion. So still, there has to be the emotion that has to be uh, the trigger. Whatever triggered you in that moment that caused anger has to be addressed. Otherwise, it's going to keep coming up at a later time. So anyway, we can continue. Well, it was That's fun. All I want to say. It was fun. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. That. I People say that they go into those rooms to break things. You know, they have those studios where they can oh, yeah. punch things or break things. Yeah, but it's a therapy. It can be a therapy, but it's not something that will shift brain function and healing. But go ahead. Two minutes. We uh, yeah. Malou's next comment. Every Christmas I hear about suicide and depression, people losing homes, loved ones. I can't save all people. I have to put myself first. I wanted to share this comment because I think that's very important that we, no matter what yeah. is going on in our world around us, we still have to focus on number one, which is us. 
Yes, absolutely. And the thing is that we will affect the world. And this is if you understand the mechanics of co-creation, like when you heal yourself and you're an embodiment of unconditional self-love, you channel source through your body, which means that in the network of consciousness in the collective, you now become a light that radiates and affects others and shifts the collective consciousness. This is not just a concept. Literally, we're interconnected in the morphogenetic field to one another. So we will know how to fix problems, find solutions, facilitate change in the world in a way that's really productive by coming into a healed self, more so than ever coming into this emotional depression. We won't get anything done there except propagate more, create more of that suffering. You know, I I agree. Okay. One minute to go here. You know, the fact that we, we can't worry about those who are around us, you know, you know, whether it's it's one of those loved ones who is always depressed or always anxious or or whatever. How do we take that burden and turn mm-hmm. it into, you know, not worrying about it, you know, not having that yeah. that care that we put on our shoulders? Mm-hmm. So you know what, a lot of depression is also chemical and hormonal imbalances. And we have to really understand the chemistry of the physical body and the hormones. Because right now, the kind of food that is provided that, that we eat every day, unless you're cooking your own food at home, you know, whole veggies, your natural meats and things like this, you are heavily being infused with hormones that imbalance the body on top of the stressful survival programming about life that we are taking on. And we have to understand very clearly that survival is a program. It's a program. And that's embedded into us by our society. So through socialization, uh, economy, education, finances, all of these systems support the idea that we are in states of survival. We got Geraldine Orozco for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. GeraldineRosco.com is her website. We love it when she's here once a month. Geraldine's final appearance of 2022. We will be back with more SOR right after this. Grandizer, my man. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Oh, it's James Weston's birthday in the chat room. Happy birthday, James, from all Happy of us. Happy birthday, James. At Spaced Out Radio and GeraldineRosco.com. Cecil, good to see you are life and love. We love you, man. Thanks for coming on in. Always people coming on in. Always people coming on in. Just so nice. I'm going to go grab a little tea. I'll be you right back. You go. You go. Okay. Hi, Noble Patrick. Good to see you. I don't agree with what Geraldine said. I'll say this away while she's away because I really did when I hockey when I played hockey, I really did release a lot of energy and anger. Felt great. I I really felt great. All right. Eddie Patch. How you doing, buddy? Hmm. <coughs> Do 
Charge! Sally Alka, thank you again. Appreciate you. With CheapCaribbean.com, you can get more food, more drinks, and more fun for less money on your all-inclusive beach vacation. Like bottomless margaritas? Yes, and... Going snorkeling whenever I want? Yes, and... Moonlight dance parties? Yes, and... Loaded fajita nachos? Yes, and... All the daiquiris I can drink. You can say yes and to everything when you take a next-level beach vacation at Barcella Resorts in Mexico in the Caribbean with CheapCaribbean.com. Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So, booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable, all-inclusive vacation packages with exclusive non-stop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to AMR Collection Resorts and plan your luxury vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at applevacations.com. Sally Elka. Sally Elka. Love that name. Love that name. Uh, Grant's birthday is at midnight. Is it your birthday at midnight too, Pam Smith? Or is it your birthday right now? Grace Me, thank you for subbing to our channel. You know, over the last... 48 hours, we have had over 170 people subscribe. I don't know where this is coming from, but like on the weekend, we were at like 19,600 and change. And right now we're at 19,867. Like literally 133 people away from 20,000 subscribers. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, Pam's on the East Coast. Happy birthday, Pam Smith. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Pammy. Happy birthday to you. Toe tag. How you doing, buddy? I like your necklace. Thank you. I love it too. It reminds me of a uh, of the sun. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, we have another birthday in the chat. Yes, Pam Smith. It's her birthday. Oh. Like it's not her birthday where we are on the West Coast, but she's uh -huh. East Coast, so it's her birthday then. Oh, happy birthday, Pam. It's her so birthday great. in our future. Okay. 
<laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, we've got about one minute. One minute. Kurt M., how are you? Does anybody else dream of tackling Geraldine into a snowbank? <laughs> a snowbank? Oh, no. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Nothing. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Nothing. I just, I just want to see it happen once. Once. Oh, God. I'm never coming over there now, Dave. Never. <laughs> just once. Just one teeny little snowflake. All right. Uh, a big thank you to Sally Times 2, Kira, and Monica for the awesome Super Chats tonight. Super Chat oh. is a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. And so thank you so much. And we're going to get going with the second half of the show right now. We passed the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. All right, final time tonight, final time of 2022, we introduce Geraldina Roscoe and the Spiritual You, Geraldine's website, GeraldineRosco.com. And we're going to get to some audience questions here for you, Geraldine. Starting off with Chris Teen, who is asking, Geraldine, hi. Have you seen any craft in the sky recently? Yes, I have, actually. Um, I think it's like three weeks ago now. But, um, you know, I was actually just in my office looking out the window closing the blinds and next thing I know I see a light over a tree and at first I thought it was a plane but I waited and I looked and looked and looked and it moved to the left and then it moved diagonal and then it just disappeared um so it wasn't a drone we, I, I don't live anywhere near like drone areas and it was a flashing light that would move and in, in in this strange like shape that it would move from this way to this way so I don't know if it was like an orb type of light but it would move around like this. It was very interesting. So, yeah, that's the last time I saw one. Uh, I, How about you, Dave? It's been a few weeks for me. Been a few yeah? weeks for me. But, uh, well, probably, well, geez, it's, it's almost two months now. It's almost two months now. Oh, yeah, and wow. that, that one was, uh, it was really weird because I, I was staring off into the sky at my Sasquatch gifting site. And... Yes, I there was nothing this. there. There was nothing there. Mm -hmm. Me and my buddy are standing, leaning against the front of his truck. I turn to my left to kind of make a comment to my partner. And I turn back. 
three seconds. Next thing I know, there are two giant white orbs in a line sitting there right where I was looking in the sky. Then the third one goes on top to complete the triangle. And so a triangle morphed. Wow, and the, very interesting. And then the minute they knew, oh, those sons of guns knew that I was watching because the second I went to pull out my phone to take a picture of this, the bottom two lights blanked out and the top one that phased in phased itself out. Wow, interesting. Yeah. That's amazing. They knew I was watching. How 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 high up do you think it was from you, would you say? It was at quite a distance. Like, it wasn't like straight up. Like, I was probably looking mm-hmm. at 10, 15 degrees into mm-hmm. the horizon. So, I mean, yeah. altitude wise, I don't know. Where were they? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I know it was like dusk. It wasn't dark. It wasn't daylight. It was at dusk where the blue starts to go more into a little bit of a darker blue. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, I love that. You know what? I The reason why I'm asking is because in my support group, there's like three different people that have told me about how the triangle craft shows up in separate parts like yes. this. It creates, it formulates that triangle. It's like I, I've been hearing it for the past couple of months. So I'm just so fascinated to hear that you saw it as yeah. well like that. Now, yeah. a few years ago, uh, I was at a, we were at a friend's house. We were in their hot tub. And literally, we were in the hot tub that night. We it was you wouldn't have liked it. I mean, the hot tub was like a hundred ten degrees, and it was like minus twenty five outside. It was oh perfect. My like you get your hair wet, and it immediately turns into icicles. Okay. Oh my gosh! Yes, it, it's actually insane. it's actually kind of cool. Uh, that but, sounds fun. Yeah. But we were actually watching for UFOs that night. We didn't mm-hmm. see a single one until. Until I said, you know what? It's getting late. Give it about 10 more minutes and hopefully we see something. And that's where my friend saw coming out of the southeast a triangle coming towards mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was really cool that we're all watching this. And then all of a sudden, the front light on the triangle does a 90 degree shift and shoots off to the east. While the other two continue on until they got to the handle of the Big Dipper, and they stopped right at the handle of the Big Dipper, and they just sat wow. there and sat there. The other one we never saw again, but those other That's two so we were watch- we were watching them like sit there right beside the big ha- the handle of the Big Dipper. So that was mm. kind of cool. Amazing! That's so interesting. Let's get to the Doug Shelby. Because he's a big fan of yours, Geraldine. Oh, have you hey, been? Doug. Have you been to the former house of the Grateful Dead, lived in back in the nineteen sixties in Ash in Height Ashbury? <laughs> no, I have not. I had no idea that was there. But um, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. I don't even know where Height Ashbury is. It's in San Francisco. It's a famous street where they have all kinds of interesting stores with crystals and lots of hippie stuff. Okay, when I'm in San Francisco in March, you have to take me there. Oh, yeah. You you, you might like it, actually. I don't yeah. know. Are you into that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think you would like it. Are you kidding me? You can't see my giant orb right behind my head? <laughs> Hold on. Right there. 
Oh yeah, that's so beautiful. Wow. <coughs> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, plus you like you like rock music, right? You like do you like the Grateful Dead? I never really got into them, but I don't mind it. I don't okay. mind it. Me neither. But yeah. This is from one of our Facebook users. I'm sorry I didn't catch your name. Uh, Geraldine, do you have a good kind response for when people do pressure us into fake happiness other than giving them a TED talk? <laughs> I love this question. I love it too. Oh, it's so great. You know what? Um, what I have noticed is that uh, when I when I mean uh, come into neutrality, you're not going to come into a state of defense. It's a very specific kind of state that you're in, okay? Um, and what happens is that you come into authenticity. First of all, you're able to make eye contact with people. When you make eye contact, genuine eye contact, where you don't look away or you're not shy or you're not insecure when you're holding that stare, it creates a very deep connection between you and the other person in a way that there is an intuitive link that begins to form between the spaces. Okay. So when, when this kind of connection happens, um, it becomes more of, both verbal, but also many senses come online in your interaction. You connect to the network of the person. So when you interact with them and they say something, they're maybe unconsciously behaving in some way, but they say something where they expect to have a certain response and you don't respond in that way, um, their response will be more intuitive and more connected to your body. You just maintain eye contact Hold your space, but don't do it from a judgmental place or from an egoic place in which, you know, you're, you're just going to keep that. Uh, it's, it's a neutrality that's based in absolute authenticity. You have considered with compassion and truth what the other person is expressing to you, and you really have processed, listened, listened deeply, listened carefully with your whole self, and you decide whether you are um, in alignment uh, with this belief system in a way where you wish to engage. And if the answer is no, then you hold your space. And what will happen is that training that authenticity will remove any shame or guilt that we might have at not responding in any particular way. Okay, so this is how you create a solid sense of self-love and connection with yourself. Um, and so what will happen is that you won't even feel like you need to give an explanation or need to hold, do anything. Just your presence with yourself creates a container of holding space. The other person will immediately notice that you don't have the response, but because you're maintaining eye contact and holding your space in a compassionate, neutral, non-judgmental state, they will be able to process in their brain and immediately what will happen is they'll redirect to something else because they are in survival mode most of the time. They will immediately pull something out. What I notice is it's amazing when you come into this observation state how much people mechanically do things. They don't even know they're doing it. But if you're going to be the observer, you're going to watch that. You're going to watch the process of their their mechanisms running quickly to supply uh, and you know fill in that empty space that most people are not comfortable with. So you you as the neutral observer have to be comfortable with neutral space um, and non reactionary observation and that takes some practice so this is it's more about energetic holding yourself holding space for yourself than anything okay that's really what it's about 
All right. And that question was from Tish. So thank you, Tish, for oh, that. Tish, great to see you. Yeah. Let's go to Brown Dwarf. Is it still possible for people to catch up on your 30-day alchemical transformation? It is. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Actually, um, all of the replays are up. You just have to go to the website, subscribe, and it'll give you daily prompts and exercises to continue joining uh, the challenge. So we're just four days in. It's a great time to join. Please go ahead and join us. It's free. Absolutely. Unless you donate a super chat like I did. <laughs> yeah, which I really appreciate. Oh, no problem. Yeah, no thank problem. you. Okay, next question from our audience here. This one comes from Candy, who is asking, do you recommend a good place or website to buy crystals? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, with crystals, to be honest, I really think that uh, crystals, there's a connection because crystals are very much have their own magnetic field. And when you are choosing crystals, I strongly suggest to go and try to touch them to go to go to a place where you can connect, hold them in your hand, feel them, see them, because oftentimes the crystal will choose you. And this is when the relationship with the crystal and its healing abilities is, is magnified. Okay, so even when you're shopping online, let's say you don't have any crystal stores around you and you want to shop online, please connect with the crystal in a way where you are listening to your intuition for which one of those crystals calls out to you. It'll be a color pattern that, it, that speaks to you. Um, and that will be the one that is healing mostly and in alignment with your magnetic field. Because crystals record data, and they are not all for everyone. Okay, so if you if you pick a crystal just for just because it's pretty, and you have it around you, sometimes you'll notice the crystal will fall or break, or sometimes your bracelets with crystals will fall apart. It's because the vibrational resonance is not in alignment. And so, you know, I, I hear this a lot. So use your intuition when buying it. The place doesn't matter as much, but. Um, let me see. I have a couple names. Uh, what is the name of this place? I forget. We can put it in the chat. There's a couple stores online that I buy. Um, I don't really buy too many crystals anymore, but I do like Moldavite uh, as a spiritual tool. And I get that from the moldavitestore.com. You can check that out. I heard there's a shortage of Moldavite out there. There, Yeah, supposedly there is, especially with the war and, and the problems that are happening in the Ukraine. Yeah. Um, so it's a little more expensive than it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find. All right. Let's move on. But the, to, okay, the sorry, Tucson, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. The Tucson Gem Show is coming up. That's definitely, I think, for reminding me, that's a place that you can go to. Tucson Gem Show in February is awesome to buy crystals. All right. We got 10 minutes left. I got six questions yeah. from our okay, audience. We'll let's see if we can in. fit them in. Let's go to Brown. Okay. Uh, let's go to Bomber. How can we ask the ultra terrestrials? for help in healing and also ensure that they have only our best interests at heart. Also, we love you, Geraldine. Love you too, Bomber. Thank you so much for this question. So the ultra terrestrials are essentially um, an iteration of ourselves in a higher dimensional expression and how we connect with any kind of entity or being or consciousness outside um, uh a fractal of ourselves is through vibrational resonance. So when you are asking for assistance and help, I advise you to come in. Here's the process. Come into surrender, acceptance, surrender. And from that place of surrender into unconditional love, 
what's going to happen is that you're going to hold an energetic space that you will be in vibrational resonance to beings that are matching your vibrational resonance. Even if you're in a state of despair, the process of healing starts with your acceptance and surrender. And once you reach that point, that turning point, when you reach out for support, you will be in alignment with all kinds of angelic beings and higher dimensional beings that are can assist in aiding and manifesting healing for you. This is not an external thing. It's an external thing. You are asking for higher aspects of yourself to open gateways and channels in your body to allow you to anchor healing through your body, through your will. Okay, so our will and our intention is the key. And there's many mechanisms in the physical body that you can do, but most important, it's resonance and vibrational frequency. So this is this is how I would begin that process. Okay. All right, perfect. Let's go to the next one. Candy again. Geraldine, have you ever seen ET hybrids in public? Yes, I have. Um, I have seen shape-shifting humans before, um, if you're talking about that kind of hybrid. But again, remember that we are all hybrids, and we are all uh, descendants of hybridization uh, and products of hybridization program. Within our DNA, we hold a complex cocktail of DNA of many different lineages. Um, But yes, the answer to that, the short answer is yes. Beautiful. Let's move on to David. Geraldine, did you receive any messages from the craft or when you went to sleep that night when you just saw the UFO? Yes. You know what? Uh, Not that immediate night. For some reason, I had it the next day after. Oh, and you know what else? You know what else happened is that I had, after that sighting, several dreams that I had to travel somewhere. And when I got back, I got... I got sick. I got the COVID uh, flu. And when I, when I got that, um, I began to have dreams about the craft sighting and the beings that were interacting with me in a healing process. Now, it's very interesting because I feel that the dreams leading up to getting sick were all about preparing me for what was going to happen in, in this flu, um, which was very interesting, by the way. A lot of emotional healing came to surface through that flu, unlike anything I've ever experienced before. I don't know if we, we should talk about that sometime, but yeah, so the answer is yes. All right, let's move on to Eddie. Geraldine, can you see a person's aura? Um, yes, I do have the ability of seeing the multidimensional body, not just the aura, but the multidimensional body and also the complex systems of information in the physical body that hold emotional uh, data. So, yes. Can you see mine? Yes, I can. With your permission, um, I would it. be able to tune in Go for into it. your space. <laughs> tune in. Okay. Well, um, what do you want to look at? Well, what color is it? There's a lot of yellow in your color, which is interesting, um, which uh, speaks to the solar plexus, the state of empowerment, self-empowerment, and programs around that. And they're prime. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With CheapCaribbean.com, you can get more food, more drinks, and more fun for less money on your all-inclusive beach vacation. Like bottomless margaritas? Yes, and... Going snorkeling whenever I want? Yes, and... Moonlight dance parties? Yes, and... Loaded fajita nachos? Yes, and... All the daiquiris I can drink. You can say yes and to everything when you take a next-level beach vacation at Barcelo Resorts in Mexico in the Caribbean with CheapCaribbean.com primarily in the front of the body. So as I can give you a tiny little advice is expand your light out to the back of your body as well, because this back, especially in the solar plexus, the stagnation, suppression, um, anger, little bit of emotions. Let's go ahead and get that moving. Um, That's what I would, I would say. Yeah. Thanks for sending shivers down my spine. When you you were going like moving your hand like this, I felt that. I totally felt that. Let's go to Marty's question here. Geraldine, have you ever flown a craft? Um, Yeah, that's an interesting question. So as a child, um, I was involved in um, training kind of events and experiences where I would be brought on board craft um, and also using my intuitive abilities to connect with technology because technology in these realms is more of organic psychic and it's remote view, remote controlled through brain and DNA. Um, so several times that I've been on craft and especially in these ex- occasions as a child, I would literally be training to imagine the location of which we are traveling to and move with the entire craft to these locations. Um, and as, as an adult, I've also experienced that with hybrids, uh, in hybridization craft, participating in moving some of these hybridization crafts with other, uh, I guess you can call them fleets, um, of these kinds of agendas as well. So uh, short answer is yes. Very cool. I haven't had that opportunity yet. I'm a little jealous. Okay. Final audience question for tonight. Let's go to Grandizer down in Arizona. Were you ever able to visit the Church of Satan founded by Anton LaVey that was in San Francisco? What's your vibe or feeling you got from that, if so? Oh, my goodness. I've never been there. I didn't even know that existed there. Um, I'm not sure I want to go there i'm not sure i would be very interested in going there but um yeah must be interesting san francisco is a very old and very um it's a heavy town there's a lot of masonic um buildings and architectures that are strategically placed to create grid lines in the city and i wouldn't be surprised to see where this one's located so i'll have to i'll have to look that up just out of curiosity but thanks for that question yeah, we got we got three <laughs> minutes to go here, my friend. Okay, and mm-hmm. I would like to know for you, Ms. Geraldine Orozco, what does what does your beginning of twenty twenty three look like? Oh my gosh, um, my twenty twenty three. I'm really excited about this winter because I am midway through my book, <laughs> finally, um, and I'm actually really moving those those wheels. So this January, which I don't have any travel plans, I'm going to be focused completely on the book, writing of the book, and that book will be complete by this coming summer. 
Um, so I'm very excited about that. That's where my focus is at the end of this year and beginning of next. Well, that's exciting. Can you give us any hints on what it's about? Um, Yeah, it's actually going to be three books. And um, the first one is about my experience coming into this information, the hybridization program and my journey as an experiencer into this understanding of hybridization. Um, Also touching into holographic DNA. The second book is going to be on unpacking the science, uh, biological and physics of contact and the DNA hybridization. And the third is going to be about healing and transmutation process processes that i learned as a result so it's kind of uh it's a lot of work beautiful do yourself a favor and promote your youtube channel and when you're going live and what you're up to where people can get a hold of you yeah thank you so much please do subscribe to my channel at geraldine roscoe and if you'd like to get a dna reprogramming or hypnotherapy with me i'm honored to work with you and you can find me at geraldinarosco.com i have a support group if you're an experiencer come join us our next group is next friday and it's free uh it's international um yeah and connect with me on social medias at geraldine Orozco. and as always dave it's a it's an honor to be here as always and i'm very excited to close another year with you thank you so much i know i can't wait to speak with you in 2023 it's going to be yes. so exciting we're going to hang out and don't forget because you, you, you accidentally missed last year or earlier this year. You have to come to our Vegas party. The Vegas party. Yeah. What yeah. month is that going to be That's going to be May 19th through 21st. May. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll have to put uh, that on the calendar. <laughs> you better because there may be a 50th birthday celebration for Dave down there. Oh, my there gosh. May be. That's so great. And, All right. And I would need some Geraldina Roscoe time there. Okay, along okay. with our fans and other friends that are going to be there. So I'm putting Great. in the personal request right now and to join us that weekend, and I think you'll have a lot okay. of fun with us. Okay, all right. I think that would be amazing. Geraldine, seriously, though, we love you around here. You are such a, a special person to this show and to our audience. Thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your loved ones, and I hope all the best for you in 2023. Same here, Dave. Much love. Thank you so much. Have an amazing end of year. Love you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. is her website. That's why we love her around here, Geraldine Orozco. Coming up next, we're going to head to the swamp, and then Big Tex is going to show off his beard, his cowboy hat, and his cryptid stories on the Cryptid Report. Coming up in Hour 3. God, I love Geraldine. She's amazing. Amazing. All right, I'm just going to take a quick break. I will be right back. And all of you just sit back, relax. We'll be back with Swamp Dweller in a moment.
right, I am back. What a great show. Geraldine is just absolutely amazing. No, I had my pizza earlier today. That was my treat for the week, was pizza. Which is now why I'm chewing on Tums, because pizza gives me heartburn. But I love pizza. <clears throat> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let's see, where are we on the subscriber count here? 19,870. 130 more to go. 130 more to go. Thank you to our new subscribers tonight. Very much appreciate it. Oh, I'm getting excited. Getting excited. So exciting. Like, wow. Uh, no, uh, my, my pizza of choice is green pepper, mushroom, pepperoni, onions, and olives on thin crust. That is my pizza. So, for all of you, hey, Tokeland, how you doing, man? Um, for all of us out there, May 19th through 21st, 2023, put it on your calendar. We are going to Las Vegas. We're taking Spaced Out Radio to Las Vegas, and we are going to have a great time, and we'd love all of you to join us out there. Uh, go to spacedoutradio.com, find out more information. We're going to have a full weekend of events for you, including a six- to seven-hour YouTube show that's live that you get to sit in on. And uh, tonight, big thank you to Monica, Kira, and Sally Times 2 for the super chats tonight. Very much appreciate uh, your love and support of Spaced Out Radio. Here we go, everyone. Hour number three is kicking off right now. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott, your host, sitting in the cold, wintry area of central British Columbia at SOR headquarters. Want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Caduceator. Caduceator is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and now on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight as we enter the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another freaky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. 
This is still fresh on my mind, and every time I close my eyes, I'm able to see it. It completely throws my faith out the window and truly scares me to death. I just recently moved to Arizona. I've never once believed in something that couldn't be caught using modern technology. I'd always say that it's 2018 and I believed that if we wanted to find something, we would find it. It was the eve of Christmas Eve, 2018. My friends and I live in Payson, Arizona, and we went out north of town about five or six miles onto a trail out into an area secluded from the rest of the town. It was quite cold that night. I was layered up pretty well. We were all set on building a bonfire and having a few drinks. I felt uneasy the whole drive up there, though. I am usually a fan of nature. I have never been scared of the dark or of being away from home. But that night made me feel very weird. It was eerie. I was setting up the fire, but the whole time I felt like I was being watched. Granted, there were several of my friends around me, so that's not really what I mean. I was being watched by something in the distance. But first, let me take this back a couple of weeks. It was a day or two before Thanksgiving. We ventured out to the same area to have a bonfire and to drink. I didn't drink at all the night, so keep that in mind. I was curious to what the area around us was like, so while attaining firewood, I decided to go on a stroll past the bonfire just to see what I was against. Before I could even make it out of the area, I noticed something moving behind a tree. I asked if people were commonly up here and no one answered me. They kept drinking. My eyes did not leave that figure. Standing behind a decent sized tree, I could tell it was bobbing its head back and forth like a buoy in the water. I kept thinking. Man, whoever this is is stupid. I wanted to call out to it, but as soon as I opened my mouth, I couldn't speak. I just felt weird. Then whatever this was, shot from behind the tree running into the distance. I immediately fell on my keister and started pedaling back on the dirt, scraping and cutting my hands as I did it. Everyone around the fire noticed me fall and started to laugh and thought I was just drunk. I managed to get up and ask, did, did you guys not see that? They looked at me like I was stupid. For the rest of the night, I felt on edge, always standing near the fire. Now back to December 23rd. Usually, I don't drink. I'm not a big fan of alcohol, but tonight I decided to let loose and drink a couple of drinks. Captain Morgan Run was my go-to. I was having a good time. We were all singing and just letting loose. What I experienced weeks before wasn't on my mind at all. It was a good night. I got up to take a leak and I walked past the truck about 300 feet out near some big rocks to pee. I could hear everyone back at the fire conversing, having a good time. I then heard my friend Corbin say my name. I was tipsy, I won't lie, but I wasn't so drunk I couldn't make out what's real and what's not. I told him to hold on and that I was peeing and he became very persistent, telling me that I needed to see this immediately. I thought to myself that it was weird how quick he was able to move around the rock without me seeing him, so I zipped up and stumbled my way behind the rock. When I tell you guys this, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, that whatever I saw was not my friend. It took my mind a second to figure out that it wasn't Corbin. I'm glad I stopped and didn't continue to walk towards it. It was a clear night, full moon above, not a cloud in sight. Whatever I saw, the, the moonlight radiated off of it. It was on all fours. At first, it was looking kind of like a dog, but I saw its eyes, and when I made eye contact, it stood up. 
Whatever it was had to have been at least six and a half to seven feet tall. I took a step back and I saw its eyes clearly from the light of the moon. I began to sob. I am a Christian. I heavily believe in God and when I saw, I thought it was the devil himself. I started to cry and I backed up. Every time I took a step back, it took a step forward. I wanted to scream or call out for somebody, but all I could do was sit there in awe because I was so terrified. I didn't want to be taken or worse, killed right there. So I dropped to my knees and started to pray. Apparently it didn't like that and it let out what sounded like someone groaning very loudly in annoyance, but had water in their lungs while they did it. At this point, my eyes were closed and I was sobbing uncontrollably, praying for God to save me. I heard it crunch on foliage while it made its way back into the woods. I sat there crying and I got the courage to get up and run back to the fire. I fell about 20 feet by one of the trucks and started crawling. At this point, I was screaming and telling everyone to leave and what I saw. They were all over me, clearly worried, but at the same time, thinking I was drunk. I have never once hallucinated while drinking. I know what I saw. I was so petrified I believe I had a small seizure that instantly spooked everyone into leaving. My friend Corbin, as well as others, kept trying to get me into the car. I was still screaming and freaking out, telling them what I saw and they put me in the car finally and put out the fire and proceeded to gather their things. The whole time this was happening and everyone was scrambling to their vehicles, I never broke eye contact from where I saw it. It was standing by the rock, not even 20 meters from where everyone was at. I was to the point to where everything after was a blur because I was just so horrified but I could have sworn I saw it smile at me. That was the last time I've ever seen it. Whatever it was, it clearly did not like me. Days after, I was being harassed on Snapchat, ridiculed by those who were there, calling me crazy. All but two people. They messaged me saying that they believed me, and they think that what I saw might have been something along the lines of a skinwalker. My goodness, skinwalker. How terrifying is that? Seriously, how terrifying is that? Yeah, we love the Swamp Dweller stories here as he kicks off every third hour here, Monday through Friday night on Spaced Out Radio. If you want more stories just like that, Swamp Dweller has thousands of them for free. All you got to do is go to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads and you hit subscribe, you can listen to all his stories. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Want to stop engine problems before they start? Pick up a can of Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam helps engines start easier, run smoother, and last longer. Trusted by millions every day, Seafoam is safe and easy to use in any engine. Just pour it in your fuel tank. Make the proven choice with Seafoam. Available everywhere automotive products are sold. For free right there. Speaking of free, 
We got the cryptid report filling in for Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio's Big Tex from Texas Front Porch. From Texas Front Porch, Big Tex joins us now. The beard is looking absolutely perfectly quaffed, just in time for Christmas. The cowboy hat looking just perfectly centered. Big Tex, how you been doing, buddy? We'll get you to unmute your mic and get this thing going. Man, if I was any better, it wouldn't be Lego, brother. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's good to have you back, man, and I appreciate you filling in for Super Duke, who is sick tonight and uh, you know there's a lot looking back at 2022 you know tell us some of your favorite cryptid stories of this year whether they happen to you or ones that were reported on front porch Mm. you know we've got let me tell you about the craziest night we've had out in the field okay this i have never seen things go off the chain as much as i did this night now, let me set the stage. We're at Brown Springs, Oklahoma, which is kind of a notorious site. And it's got, it's, it is a wildlife refuge area, okay? And it used to be, but when it was, back when it was Indian territory and wasn't owned by anybody, The river there was a very popular crossing. It had several crossings there. So you had a lot of um, conflicts there. And then there was a fellow that that came into ownership of, of the land there, which he was actually Native American. But he owned over 100 slaves. Now, he, they found this, this, there's, there's this hill sits about a hundred yards off of the road, the main road going through there. Our research says it's a, it was an originally a burial mound. He chose this place to put his family cemetery on top of. So during his his term of ownership there, his family used that. Well, then somebody else took over the ownership and they also used it. Well, then somebody else got the ownership of the land and this man decided it would be a great idea to use it because it's set up on the hill, great drainage to put his pig farm. He built pig pens directly in the cemetery. Now, you don't get much dis- more disrespectful than that. Okay, so you've got a lot of this dark energy, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. That area also is was used back in, the, I think it was the 40s, 50s, as a popular body dump for the local mafia. So you've got a lot of dark energy and a lot of stuff going on. Well, now it's 
it's it's like I said, it's a nature preserve, and you could go in there. So we go up to this this uh, cemetery quite often. Some a lot of times you'll have something happen, you know, kind of odd. And maybe you'll catch a voice. Maybe you'll catch a growl. I've, there there's several stuff. So the night before everybody showed up at camp, I was doing a little outing and I was taking some people up there and the surrounding area. Um, there's also Bigfoot activity there. There's dogman activity there, but there's a lot of paranormal stuff going on. So everybody wanted to go up to the cemetery. Well, the night before everybody was supposed to show up, there's several of us out there camping and thunderstorms hit. Now, when I say thunderstorms, we camp through tornado warning. It turned green. It got nasty. A lot of lightning, a lot of rain, a lot of wind. So we make it through that night. Everybody shows up. And we decide, okay, we're going to go up to the cemetery that next night. So we go up there. There is five of us. It is myself, two young ladies from What the Paranormal, and two of my trackers. Um, I believe you know them. Dave, Gary Jr. and Sr. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. These these two folks are, like I said, they're expert trackers. They're, ex, they're, they're awesome people. And so we go up there. We're poking around in the dark about midnight. And I get something. I don't, I've never had this feeling before. I'm with the girls and... and junior and senior off about 20, 25 yards away from us. I get this hinky feeling and my, my hackles go up. My arms get hot and heavy. Like I've been working out and I'm, I'm, I've never had this happen. I communicate to this to the girls and they said, well, it, it's sounds like it's something trying to attach itself to you. I said, okay, well let's deal with this. You know, no big deal. We've also got, they're carrying an abacus, okay, which you don't know what that is. It's, it's something the spirits can speak through, and we get three words. We get solo beast grace, okay? Now, we get, and then... Laney, which is, she's very sensitive. She starts having her hackles go up and everything. And she's feeling something happen. Now, at the same time that this is happening, the boys over here, we can hear some commotion going on and they're, they're, they're looking up into the trees and they've got, I think it was three entities that they saw in the trees. They looked like big cats. Then they came out of the trees. They would get up on, they get up on two legs. They go down on four legs, and they were steady approaching these fellas. Now the weird thing, if that ain't weird enough, they hit them with a light. These critters would disappear. They turn the light off. They'd be right back where they were. 
And at the same time, this is all going on. We get these words. And then my light and Amy's light, which are two different types of lights. Totally. I had a little, I had a headlamp and she had a big six by nine LED dial-up filming light. Go dark at the same time. Shut completely off. So we get the lights back on. Well, hers has got a dial that dials up and down in intensity. It's backwards now. So we decide, okay, we're going to make our way out. Over there, it's got so intense that Senior has drawn his pistol. So we start making our way out. We're coming down. And uh, we see this big cat bound across the trail and onto the road. I'm like, okay, well, we had heard something walking around behind us. So that answers that question. Now, when you say big now, cat, are you talking like mountain lion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. <clears throat> We're about halfway down. Junior's looking for sign. And there's a, a, a almost a secondary mound on the side of the hill. Um, but it's not real big. And he's poking around up in there. And he finds four hoof prints like a, like a horse. The problem with this is they're 12 to 14 inch in diameter and they're in a bipedal pattern. So we, we make it back down and we start discussing what's going on or what was going on. Um, you walk down this hill and it's, it's a pretty good climb. It's been washed out, so you're having to negotiate that. And then, like I said, it's about 100 yards. We get down where all the trucks are parked. and Well, it's just two trucks. The whole time we were up there, Amy's husband was down in his truck, and my truck was parked by him. So we get, and earlier, now I'm going to go over these three words. Now, we get solo, okay, well, he's parked down there at the foot of the cemetery by himself beast about an hour or so prior to us coming up there somebody and he's a big fella he makes me look small dave i mean this boy is big and somebody has man amy your husband's a beast the third word grace grace is the name of my truck wow. i named her i named i named her after the serial killer Albert Fish's last victim that got him, I think, she he she reached beyond the grave and got him caught. So that was the craziest night altogether we've had up there. Now, technically, I guess you could say it wasn't cryptid related. Okay. But was it? What were these creatures that were jumping out of the trees, getting up on all uh, on two legs, going back down on all fours, and approaching these boys? Okay. Now, that these were. This is the same place 
that several years earlier, a fellow researcher had was driving by, taking a, a taking a picture of the bottom of the cemetery just to show me how grown up it was. He, he goes, he, you know, texted me, here's your favorite spot. And I look at the, I look at the picture and I said, well, that's fine. And dandy. I said, I texted him back. I said, what about that big fella standing back here in the trees? There's a big black humanoid shadow standing back in the trees. You can't miss it. Now, we went back and we took, compare, we, we tried to recreate the photograph, went back about the same time of day, all that kind of good stuff. We couldn't recreate the photograph. We took measures, this measurements. This thing stood 14 feet tall. And it looks like, it looks like Andre the Giant standing back here in the trees is what it looks like. Oh, my. Just, just but it's all black, just to, you know, but it blacks out the tree that he's standing in front of. And you can kind of see his torso like this. You see both arms, part of his chest, his head. And then we got in touch a few years later. Me and my team got in touch with several different people that weren't, didn't know each other. Um, and they, they, there was a couple of mediums involved. There was... Uh, a couple of people that just know the knew the lore of the place. Right. And they all told us the same thing. That there was supposedly a huge dark entity that was either control controlling that place or watching over it. Tex, I'm gonna get you to hold on right there. I gotta hear the end of this story, man. This is awesome. Big text from Texas Front Porch YouTube channel. Joining us for the Curved Report, filling in for an ailing Super Duke for World Bigfoot Radio. We're loving the cryptid talk here tonight on the show. Spaced Out Radio continues with the final half hour next. All right, we're clear. Just hold off on that story until, until we get back. Oh, no problem. <clears throat> I don't know that you've ever heard that story, have you, Dave? I have not. You had me on the edge of my seat here, my man. It was it was a pretty crazy night. Let me I've got goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah, that that uh that night in the cemetery, that was the craziest because all that happened simultaneously to all of us while we were up there. That's what that's the crazy part about it. I mean, it was just everything was just going and going and going and going and it, it it really it sounded kind of tame the way I was telling it that was was actually going up there. I mean, we were, you know, I was I had the girls huddled around me like a mother hen, you know, trying to make sure that they were safe and and then the way we went down the trail, um, you know, we we had the girls in the middle and and we were on both ends and um. Senior was, like I said, had his pistol out and Gary was in the front playing, you know, running point. And then I was in, with the girls and it was just insane, you know, and, uh, but, uh, well, hold on to that story. <laughs> hold on to that one, man. Yeah, No problem. 
Because I have a feeling it's about to get weird. <laughs> so, how you been, man? You know, uh, I've been okay. I'm starting to feel better, and uh, I thank water for that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I uh, probably shouldn't have had that pizza. Uh, you know, but it's always a, it's always a good thinking at the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like McDonald's, oh, it's like McDonald's, you know, like you go and eat McDonald's and you're like, oh, this is a great idea. And then afterwards you're like, why did I do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, brother, you inspired me. Oh yeah. Yep. That little private conversation that me and you had, you know, uh, right before last time I was, I've come on. So, uh, I'm on that journey with you. Well, I appreciate that, man. I don't know if I'm going to win or lose, but, uh, you know what? I'm, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm noticing little changes. I don't cough as much anymore. Nope. Um, I'm, I'm not struggling for breathing, uh, like I was when I go sit on my recliner. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things that that I am noticing, but I am noticing some some changes too. And that is, uh, as my, I'm transitioning into my body, into you know the body, it, it takes a toll on it, and. Um, and, you know, I, I find that I'm getting a lot more heartburn. And I'm finding that, you know, uh, I I become more, as gross as this may sound, I become a lot more <laughs> grass, gassy with things. Mm. And I'm trying my damnedest to, to try and, uh, you know, straighten everything out. And I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, one day at a time. <clears throat> because, like, when you're, uh, when you don't give a shit about your body for as long as I haven't, uh, you don't realize the damage that you really did to it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, it, uh, and, and, and it will talk to you. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it so. It will talk to you. So, I mean, my, my recent talking has been like, um, I've been getting really bad, um, gas buildup mm -hmm. and it's been like, like the, I've been having like these for the last few weeks, these really gross burps, like just disgusting mm. garlicky type burps. I, and I ran into my doctor today. Yeah, my office, and he's like, uh, you know, yeah, you got, you got to cut the garlic out. I'm like, no, man. But said, garlic's supposed to be healthy for I, I That's what I said. I said, I'm Ukrainian. You know, you just can't cut out garlic. That's a staple, right? So... <clears throat> Anyways, we got 10 seconds here. Thank you to our super chatters tonight. Monica, Kira, Sally Times 2, Maggie, and Eddie. Here we go with the final half hour, everyone. 
heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for tuning us on in wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. I want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with the Cryptid Report tonight. Our good friend, Big Tex from Texas Front Porch on YouTube is here. Tex, thank you so much for joining us. You have this weird story that you experienced in 2022 where these hoof-like creatures are following your group on an investigation. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, that night, well, actually that whole weekend, because the, the night before we got hit by the storms that, that night prior, we had a lot of activity in camp. Now, the activity in camp was totally different than what we had the night before. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With CheapCaribbean.com, you can get more food, more drinks, and more fun for less money on your all-inclusive beach vacation. Like bottomless margaritas? Yes, and... Going snorkeling whenever I want? Yes, and... Moonlight dance parties? Yes, and... Loaded fajita nachos? Yes, and... All the daiquiris I can drink. You can say yes and to everything when you take a next-level beach vacation at Barcella Resorts in Mexico in the Caribbean with CheapCaribbean.com. You have to remember the only people in camp that the night prior to the cemetery trip was myself, junior, and senior. All right. I had my truck parked, pulled deep into the camp, all you know, at the back of the camp, and their their vehicles were parked over here on the other side of the campfire. Okay. So we're sitting there and we're sitting around a campfire. Senior looks up and all of a sudden he goes, holy crap. We all turned just in time to see this thing come out of the brush behind my truck, run up beside my truck and go back into the tree line. About eight feet tall. Dark humanoid figure. So we get up, we walk over there, and we're looking into the tree line, and we, you know, and, and we're, it, it, it's, there's, there's enough moonlight to light up the, the open field on the other side of the tree line. So you have a background of light that you can look through this tree line. So we're looking, and we're looking at this tree that's broke off about, you know, eight feet up or so, and we're like, man, where, what was that thing that just, it was big, what was that thing that just ran off? And we're looking at this and 
And we start looking at this tree really, really hard. And then the tree turns around and walks off. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. I didn't expect that. <laughs> the tree wasn't really a tree. The tree was not really a tree. Oh, my. So when I say this place has all kinds of activity. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. I, I got to ask about this. Why did you think it was a tree at first? Was it dark out at that point? It was It was dark. Okay. And like I said, that we had enough moonlight to where the tree line was dark, but the field behind it was kind of illuminated. Okay. And so you could see the shadows of the trees and everything. Right. And, uh, we, we just, it just caught our eye. We're like, cause we didn't remember seeing it earlier during the day. So we're, we're just eyeballing this thing. We're like, man, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I don't either. And then <laughs> because Whatever, I don't know what else to call it besides probably a Sasquatch, okay? But it was standing there just, it had to be standing there just arms right down to its side, just standing there still as could be. And you know they're famous for being motionless. Yes. And I don't know if it had its back to us. Or if it wasn't hearing any sound because we weren't moving around or what the deal was. But it stood there for a few minutes just motionless. And then it just broke pose and it just turned around and just walked off. Kind of like it had enough. That's it. I'm done. Yep. Well, then we started looking around. And on the other side of my truck where he had ran up beside the tree line, you could see where he had laid the grass over stepping through it. And then we found right behind my truck where senior had first saw this thing because it stepped out evidently. And we didn't really see it the first time, but when it like it was on the edge of the tree line, then when we saw it, when Gary went, what? And we saw it, that's when it moved. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we we found right where it was standing a twig. Now, I know that, that doesn't sound on face value. It doesn't sound like much, but it's a twig about that long and about half as big around as a number two pencil. It was a green twig. Okay. And it was laying on the ground. And you know how somebody, sometimes you'll play with a twig and you'll like break it in three or four places? Yes. That's what we found. Mm. So it was like he'd he'd been standing there watching us just inside the tree line. And then when he moved, (laughs) I guess he thought we wouldn't see him. I don't know. But I I do know that the critters down there are pretty brazen. Um, I've had two daylight sightings down there. Um, Several nighttime encounters. I've had rocks thrown at me, um, but you also get on the other side of things. 
we had like nine people in camp one time and we're sitting around a campfire talking and we hear a woman laugh in the woods over Um, on the side of camp. Yeah. That's where you got to get the hell out, dude. And so we're all sitting there. We're like, y'all hear that? Yeah. Heard that. So we sit there a few minutes later on the other side of camp. Same thing. So <laughs> it, it's it is just a it is just a plethora of activity, and it's weird because the first time I ever had junior and senior down there with me, I said, "Now look," I said, "About nine thirty tonight, everything's going to kick off. You can almost set your watch to it." And sure enough, about nine thirty, ten o'clock that night, we started hearing noises got some pebbles thrown at the trailer, that type of thing. Well, then we're sitting around a campfire. Junior looks up, and he just stands up. There's an, about an eight-foot-tall shadow on the other side of camp, about 10 yards deep into the trees, with red eyes standing there looking at him. And then it just disappears. So... I love this place. People ask me a lot. How could you go back? Why would you go back? How could you not? (laughs) How could you not? When you have a, (laughs) but you know what? A lot of people don't understand though. uh, Tex, when you have a hot spot like that, you have to go back, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and you're called back. It's not that you just don't want to go because as a researcher, you do. But you're called back into that area. It's the strangest thing. Well, and that kind of got me in trouble with my team, too, because I made that statement to them because they were like, you need, because up until last year or the end of, maybe it was the end of 21, I was going out there by myself and I was going unarmed. And I would carry a booty with me, but that's it. At that point, I wasn't carrying a pistol. And I had all this strange stuff happen to me, I, you know, and everything. A lot of it I've got, uh, I love audio evidence. That's kind of my thing. Some people like tree structures. Some people take pictures. I don't like being out in the woods and, and looking through a camera viewer. I'm just not a fan of that because I like to see what's going on around me. And I don't like to move a whole lot when when I've got activity because I have found that, especially when I was down there by myself, if I would hear something and suspect, okay, this is something, and maybe get a pebble thrown at me or hear footsteps, if I ignored it, they'd come in a little closer. And you hear a twig snap or something and you ignore it and they'll come in a little closer. I think they think they're getting away with something. So something I've, 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 I tell everybody that goes out in the, in, in the brush with me, if you hear or see something, don't go, Oh, look at that. Oh, did you hear that? Don't react. Just act like we're having a, a normal conversation like Dave, me and you sitting here talking, I see something over your shoulder. 
Well, Dad Gum, Dave, you know it's been a it's been a great weekend, and uh, there's something standing right over your shoulder, but don't move. So, and you just keep carrying on the conversation like we never even saw it. They tend to move in a little closer, you know, and I've had that happen time and time and time again. I've had them get as close as. 10, 15 feet from camp doing with that, using that. And I don't recommend it for everybody. (laughs) Um, I surely do not recommend going out by yourself. But anyway, my team set me down. We were supposed to have a team meeting and we sat down and they said, look, it turned into an intervention (laughs) and not being a meeting. They said, we don't want you going out there by yourself anymore we're legitimately concerned about something that could, you know, something that could happen to you. So I said, okay. Um, Their main concern was they didn't want me going up cemetery by myself because there were just way too much dark forces that we felt that were up there and it was not safe to go up there by yourself. Right. Um, so I relented and I promised him I would not go up to the cemetery by myself. I did not promise I would not go in the woods by myself anymore, but I would not go up to the cemetery by myself. So I haven't done that. I haven't had to because a lot of times, well, most of the time, that place does not disappoint. Now, what I have found that is that's strange is there's two people that I've ran across that every time I take them up there, the the energy of that place is completely null and void. It's just like a walk in the woods. Jason McLean is one of them. And Jason McLean is very, very, very devout Christian. There's another young man named Zach from Rooted Expeditions. He's the second one. Every time one of them two get up there, it is as quiet as a church mass. So that being said, a lot of people talk to me about don't let something follow you home. That's what we're concerned about, attaching itself to you, on and on and on. I've never had that problem. Um, but I try to leave myself open enough for experiences and that, and that's depending on how you believe. That's how I talk to the man upstairs. I ask for protection, but I ask for him to leave me open enough to experience these things. And if need be, get down and dirty with them, you know, and because they don't scare me. Now, let me say, let me tell you this. There's a difference, and I, and, and Dave, I know you know this. There's a difference between, oh, yeah, something spooked me, or being absolutely terrified to where you won't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, We've experienced that all this year in our, in our Sasquatch area. It is, it, it is two, it's two separate things. So I get spooked. Yeah, I've been spooked one time enough to where I backed out. 
and uh, that was when I caught the eye shine. I want to ask. I want to ask you about that, if you don't mind. Okay, when you got spooked, what made it? You've been to that area before, but what made it different this time? What made it uncomfortable and scary to you? Well, I'll tell you the. well, I lied. I guess it's it's. I've I've been spoken twice, but it was the same trip. Um, enough to back out. The first time I rolled up in there, I got out of my truck. I was getting my gear ready to go, and I could hear footfalls all over the place. I heard some whoops. I heard just. I mean, I could not. There, there. I don't know how many of these of whatever they were were in this in, in the area. It was just crazy. And I felt surrounded and I, and I'm like, okay, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. And so I got back in my truck and at that point, that area had zero cell service. Okay. So I got back in my truck. I drove up a couple of miles where I had cell service. I made some phone calls, told some, told some people what was going on. They're like, you don't need to go. Just call the night off, go back home, blah, blah, blah. I said, I can't do this. You know, I've got to do, I've got, I said I was going to do this. I've got to do this. So I went back down. I got back out of my truck. I could still still hear a few footfalls. I heard one whoop, but I didn't feel surrounded. Okay. So I went ahead and made the trip up. Okay. That was the first time that I got spooked and decided to back out. When I got up to the, when I got up to the top of the cemetery, I had I had a cell phone with no service, a little bitty pin light, and a pocket knife. That's all I had with me. I'm up in the cemetery, and I'm kind of I got my little pin light out, and I'm looking around as best as I can, and I happen to look over my left shoulder, off into the trees. These eyes light up. They're about three feet off the ground. They're about as big around as a silver dollar, and eight to ten inches apart. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, I thought, man, I've got a critter. You know, I've got a, I've got a Sasquatch here. And he starts playing peekaboo behind a tree with me. And I'm loving this, you know. And then he's like turning his head. Because you, you can see like the shadows just on the edge of my flashlight reach. But he's darker than dark. You know what I'm saying? And he looks like he's turning his head like my lights in his eyes. So I would see one eye, then two eyes, then one eye, then two eyes. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. And then he stood up. And when he hit about four and a half feet, maybe five, I said, oh, snap, it's time to go. <laughs> and I walked back down the trail. That's the only two times that I've ever been spooked enough to where I've decided it was time to back out. Now, fast forward a few years, we find out that there was a a man out there. Well, some people may have heard the name uh, Tiger King. There was a show made about him. Um, His first outfit was about 40 miles away from where we researched. We got two minutes to when go he here. got awesome. When he got thrown in prison, 
and they, another guy got it and he got a hold of it and he moved it to win two miles of our research area. They closed him down. There were 17 big cats unaccounted for. Now when I'm talking about big cats, tigers, we got, we got stopped by a tribal police one night and they told us that, that they've had tiger sightings out there. So, <laughs> but you, you see, we don't up here in Canada, we don't have that because owning exotic animals is illegal. Right. Unless you have a permit that you are training them for movies or, you know, or television documentaries or something along those lines. Otherwise, right. it, you know, like, like I have a buddy of mine in Texas. He has a Capuchin monkey. You know, he used to have a tiger that he kept on a tiger farm where you could rent out space for your giant cats. You know, you guys don't have that law down there. Or at least no. I'm not, I'm sure it's state by state, but you know, you're not like up here. We're not going to find a tiger roaming across the, the forest. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But the, these, they, they had... They had seventeen counts of the, seventeen cats they could not account for and were missing, wow. and they had had they had had sightings reported of them. So Jason is convinced that that's what that was that night. <laughs> you got that right, Tex. Do me a favor, let everybody know where they can find Texas Front Porch. You know what? You can find us pretty much everywhere, but on YouTube, we are at Texas Front Porch. T E X apostrophe yes Front Porch. We got shows, golly, six, yeah, six days a week now. So it's 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 totally awesome. I've been riding your coattails um, on Sunday, Sunday, early Sunday, Monday mornings. I'll jump on here about two two thirty in the morning when when you're closing down. I'll crank up. So um, trying to get the 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 late night folks and then the folks across the other you know across the pond and stuff where they can enjoy a. a, a a live show but uh yeah y'all come over check us out we're on tiktok we're on reddit we're on anywhere you can find facebook anywhere you can find a party right on tex thank you so much for the cryptid report we got mr ron bumblefoot thaw rocking in the background with little brothers watching bumblefoot is the official music of spaced out radio rocking us in and out of every single show get your horns up for the guitar god himself Special thanks to everybody listening in, at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, Spreaker, LGAP, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. 
But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With CheapCaribbean.com, you can get more food, more drinks, and more fun for less money on your all-inclusive beach vacation. Like bottomless margaritas? Yes, and... Going snorkeling whenever I want? Yes, and... Moonlight dance parties? Yes, and... Loaded fajita nachos? Yes, and... All the daiquiris I can drink. You can say yes and to everything when you take a next-level beach vacation at Barcella Resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean with CheapCaribbean.com.